Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching today, your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. We have been talking about this for quite some time and I'm going to go back over it. By the way, I want to say uh, y'all had some great services while we were gone. You need to get caught up. If you were, wasn't here, if you haven't listened, you need to get caught up. Uh, you had some great services. And thank you for Pastor Odell and Pastor Trey filling in for us. And uh, amen. They, didn't, they, they fell right into where God's going. Uh, God works in systems, and this is with a mistake. I, you know, I've been around Pentecostal, charismaniac people <laughs> all of my life, and most of the time, everything they do is out of a fit of emotion. Now listen very carefully before you get it. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe the Bible teaches it, and it's for, the, for today. That's the power of God, but it's also, the, it's also the person of Jesus. It's the spirit of Jesus. And I realize that you're going to react emotionally to the power of God when you receive the infilling of that power. I, I get that. I mean, it's impossible to stick your fingers into the socket on the outlet on the wall and not feel something. But you know that feeling is not the power. Are you listening? The power produced the feeling. Not the feeling produced the power. Do you know there are many times that I put things in the outlet on the wall and I never feel a thing. (laughs) Are y'all following me? So understand, so when I say that I've been around uh, Pentecostal people and and I, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was nine years old. And I felt the power, believe me. I mean, I was bouncing all over the place like a BB on concrete. <laughs> but I had no understanding of what the baptism of the Holy Spirit does. The Holy, baptism of the Holy Spirit is to be baptized with the very Spirit of God where He comes to live on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. And He teaches you How to live the life of Christ. Jesus didn't come to take you to heaven. He came to put heaven in you. The way God originally, God the Father originally created mankind to live. To be spirit led. And when I say spirit led, I didn't say mystically led. Spirit led. The spirit of Jesus is the spirit of wisdom. Okay? Fallen human nature is sin-cursed nature. That system is insanity. Do you understand? Sin is insane. It's not sane. It's stupid. Why would anybody... Listen carefully. Why would anybody think that a good time is going down to the bar and getting as drunk to where you puke your guts out, wake up the next day with your head throbbing, and can't hardly wait to look forward to do it again? I don't know about you, but I hate... I hate, I hate this. I hate not being able to walk straight. (laughs) Stumbling around, hitting things. Always having that nausea feeling in your stomach, your head blown up like this. But you know what? That system out there in the world thinks that's a good time. Now that is stupid. That's insanity. And they call that a good time. Are you listening? 
there are different types of systems that God operates in. Now, the system of the world is totally contradictory to it. In fact, let me just give you this. A system is an orderly method of operation. God created this, the solar system. That solar system operates in an orderly manner. That's the reason why there'll never be climate change introduced by mankind. You won't be able to change the climates. Now, is there things that we can do that can affect our surroundings temporarily? Possibly. But to absolutely... And climate, by the way, is consistent. Until man can, can stop the earth from circling, circling the, the sun and rotating on its axis, then you'll have climate change. Are you following that? How dare we to think that we are superior to the word of God and that we can change it. God says as long as the earth remains, Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, there'll be, there'll be seed time as harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter shall not cease. Question, is the earth here today? Yes. Then none of that has ceased, has it? There's going to be rises in the ocean. There's going to be uh, uh, out. Uh, there's going to be rising tides, and there's going to be low tides. There's always going to be that. Now, can we clutter up the sea with man-made stuff? Sure, we can. But we can't keep the tide from rising, and we can't keep it from lowering. So understand that's insane to even speculate. Here's what, oh man, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the law of reason here in just a minute. We kind of left off with that on the 17th. It's kind of unreasonable to even think that, that we could buy in to such stupidity. And it's because we have been conditioned not to think. Our education system is full of not teaching how to think when all it was supposed to do is to get you into a realm where you could reason. Now it's a propagate, prop, propagation system where it's, it's promoting an agenda. That's why you as parents and grandparents need to be involved in your children's education. Some of the things that you may hear now has to be taught from the pulpit because you won't hear them anywhere else. So I have to take time to teach. That's why I don't just get up here and teach a sermon and throw, uh, throw it down. I want to take and teach to give you enough understanding so you can reason. Reason is the way you make and form decisions. And it's a law. God has given us the freedom to choose. God told the children of Israel, I set before you today, blessing and cursing life and death, therefore choose life. And you know what the idiots did? They chose death. Just sounds like the same in our generation. God's sitting here and tell you, choose life, and guess what we're doing? We're going to the voting booth, and part of the body of Christ has participated because we don't reason for ourselves, and guess what we do? We vote for killing babies. And then we call ourselves Christians on Sunday. Hypocrite! Wow, some of y'all still want me to stay on vacation. You see, we haven't been thinking for ourselves. Romans chapter 12, don't turn there. Verses 1 and 2 says, don't be conformed, but be transformed. Jesus came to transform you. He's given you a system of logic. 
And if you don't put the right information in there, you won't choose because you choose out of logic. In other words, you choose out of emotion, but your emotion can turn into your logic. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you have ever had your emotions uh, overtake you and you chose with emotion? What you did is you took emotion now and made it your logic. After you made that emotional decision, guess what you do? You come up with a reason on why you did it. And then you, let me say this to you. Not all reasons are excuses. But we try to make all reason excusable. You follow? So we've got to understand a few things. God works in systems. God gave you a a system of reasoning. Now, that system of reasoning is governed by laws. Just like your physical system has systems. Your physical body has systems. And it has a respiratory system, a circulatory system, a digestive system. And those systems were created by laws that govern them. You violate those laws, and guess what? That system gets out of whack, and it'll begin to affect all the other systems in your body. You can't eat what you want to and have good health. You have to teach yourself what to like. <laughs> when I was a kid, I hated squash. Hated it. Hated it. It was one of the most foolish things I'd do because I, I, I'd go, uh, uh, <laughs> you, usually we were taught that you had to eat something of everything on the table. Nowadays, kids eat what they want to. If they only can get by with chicken nuggets, they're going to. But whenever it was on, you had to eat something on uh, uh, everything on the table. And so vegetables and squash was one of them. And this is what I'd do. I, I knew that I was going to have to have a spoonful of squash no matter what. Okay. And I'd eat everything on my plate but that squash and saved it for last. Say stupid. Now I know you don't like that word, but it's true. I was stupid. Because if I'd have ate it first... If I'd have gagged, it would have been an empty stomach. But now if I gag, it's a full stomach. <laughs> but if you violate a physical system over a long period of time, guess what? Your health deteriorates and this is what, listen, listen to me. This is what we reason at your funeral. They were a good person, and the Lord needed another flower in heaven. That's your reasoning. And that reasoning doesn't line up with the Word of God. Are you listening? Doesn't line up with the Bible. I, 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 I'm concerned that that's a lot. And I was this way. I'm, I'm, still, I still, I'm still learning. But I'm trying to help you to see that... We all have to deal with this because fallen human nature is lawless. It does not, it does not, it thinks it can do anything it wants to, anytime it wants to. How many of you ever said something at the inappropriate time? Who looked like the fool? And you were. Because, well, I can say what I want to anytime I want to. Well, you, you can, but then you're going to destroy your reputation. You're going to destroy your likability. There are certain times that you say things, and there are certain times you don't say things. You've got to learn to be spirit-led, not emotionally driven by fallen human nature. And the only way to do that is to be word-fed. And when I say word-fed, I'm talking about the Word of God-fed. Because in the Bible contains the laws that govern these systems that you were created by. A violation of the Word of God causes you to violate that law and messes up your system. 
If it's physical, it'll mess up your physical system. If it's a logical system or your reasoning, the way to think, then it's going to mess that up. It will eventually mess up everything in your life. It'll totally destroy your ability to even have a relationship. And guess what? You'll blame it on everybody else. Now, isn't it interesting? Why would a person go to a bar to meet somebody to become their mate? I, I, I guess. Why, why would you do that? Because you're acting insane. Hello out there. What you're doing is you're being dread by the ants in your pants. You're not being you're not being led by the word of God. Then you want to know why your marriage don't work out. It doesn't work out because you were not spirit led. You were led by the emotions of fallen human nature which was insanity. Now listen carefully. Oh man. Jesus. I haven't gotten anywhere where I want to go just yet. Here's the other thing. And I wanted to introduce this law to you. So I want to introduce it to you now. There is a law called. Let me give it to you. The law of meditation. Or I'm going to say the system of meditation. And it's governed by the law of hearing and seeing. The law of meditation. What is meditation? When you meditate, you are deeply thinking. That deep thinking now causes to get into your reason and form a logic. Okay? And here's what the laws of Hearing and seeing do. Now this is good or bad. I want to help you to see this. This is good or bad. If my dad told this story. And I'll never, I'll never forget it. My dad was a kind of a cowboy. He was a cowboy. But I call him cowboy preacher if you wanted to. Uh, but he loved horses and cattle and stuff like that. That's what he liked to do. And he was driving down the road one day. I think he was actually going to a meeting where he was going to have. And he's driving down the road. And he looked out to the, to the corner of his eye. And as he did, he saw a, a, a field of green grass. It was almost belly high to the uh, cattle that was there. And the cattle that he saw was uh, Hereford cattle. Now, Hereford, for the, those that are city slickers... That is the red ones that have a white face, okay? And they were slick and fat just chawing down on that grass, and that was something that my dad took great pleasure in. And as he's driving down the road, that caught his attention. And he started looking over there. Now listen very carefully. As he started looking over there, he found himself in the bar ditch heading towards the cattle. How many of you have ever done... How many of you ever saw somebody do that? Let's put it that way. Okay. And so he jerked back on the road. And as he did, the Holy Spirit made a statement to him. This is what he said. You go where you look. Whatever you're focusing your eyes on, you're going to eventually go in that direction. Now, let's go back here into that what I said earlier. Why would you as a single person. And some married people do this. Go to the bar to hook up with somebody. And expect to have a proper relationship. Everything is physical there. There is nothing spiritual. And then you make a decision to do it. And now it becomes part of your logic and reasoning to make that decision. 
And in reality, it's nothing more than you going off the road towards something that has caught your eye. Why do you think, and this is really particularly important to where we live at today, because everything is sight. In fact, we've got a whole opinion group. They're not even, I I don't know what they are. Goofies is what I think they are. (laughs) Called The View. And yet, I've known Christians that'll watch it. Oh, I just love so-and-so. I just love so-and-so. What you're infatuated with is their fame. And because everybody else is doing it. And now, you're going in the direction of their opinion. And they are anti-Bible. They're anti-God. They're anti-Jesus. And you're aiding and abetting not only them, but you're leading yourself to the destruction of that viewpoint. It's not enough just to get, you know, we said we need to sit down, we need to get different viewpoints. Crap on that! You don't need viewpoints, you need God's point. Okay? I mean, recently Zona and I was watching Hallmark. Hallmark is degraded. Disgusting. We're, we're into a, supposed to be a nice Christmas movie, and then they got to insert absurdity. Insanity that Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed over. Zona grabbed that remote, immediately turned it. What I'm saying to you is nothing safe. The only thing that is safe, the only thing that is sacred is the Word of God. And you better have a God point of view in these last days. You better focus your eye upon what God says because you're going to go in the direction of God. And listen, quit waiting for the crowd to to do it. It's supposed to become a part of your relationship with Jesus. You're not here today to try to make up for six days worth of sin. You're here today to learn the, 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 the ways of God so it'll keep you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday so that when you come in here, you don't come with your head hanging down. As you can tell, I'm not seated on that stool this morning. It's the law of you go where you look. You pay attention to this. That, now, how many of you have ever focused on something? Ever focused your attention on something? Unlike right now? You, foc- <laughs> you focused your attention on something, right? And guess what? When you focused your attention on something and something over here to the side... It has to be louder. Hello? Has to be more emotion to get your attention distracted away. Now listen carefully. Jesus said this. I didn't say it. Jesus said broad is the way that leads to destruction. Straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. What does that mean? You're going to have to focus. You're going to have to focus. And quit waiting for your friends and relatives to do it. It's time you to grow up, put your big boy pants on. And start directing your life. I'm going to sell out to Jesus. I am going to focus on what he wants me to do. If the whole world doesn't do it, I'm going to do it. Jesus is the one that went to the cross for me. Not the world. 
Wow, I'm preaching now instead of teaching like I wanted to. But here, here's, the, here's, here's the thing. Get this. Romans chapter 10. Let's go there. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Now remember, there is the law of faith in the new creation. That we, if you remember, I don't have time to get you caught up on all of that. But let's go here to Romans. The law of faith is how we are to live. Particularly a Christian. But here's what I want you to see in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. This is a law. The law of hearing and seeing governs your meditation. Meditation is your thought life. What you're focusing on. In fact, meditations can make you form an image in your mind. Not all images are bad, some, but some are, okay? That meditation can also begin, listen carefully, begin to deform your desires. Are you following me? Your desires, okay? And your dreams and your passions, okay? So... The system of meditation, God created you to have it. You have it. There's not a person in here that does not have an imagination. Those images come from your meditation. What you're looking at. What you're hearing. And in... In, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, listen to this. So then faith cometh by hearing. Now stop. We're going to read the rest of it in just a minute. Faith cometh by hearing. Now here's the law. The law of hearing. The law of hearing. Say that with me. The law of hearing. Whatever you listen to the most is going to form your confidence in it. Why do you think the news media repeats over and over and over? They're... they're they're propag- it's no longer informing you of the news. It's giving you a, sl- a slanted viewpoint that they want the whole society to follow. Now listen, I'm going to make a statement here and you better listen very carefully. The so-called experts are not experts. They have an opinion and we've recognized them because they got some stupid plaque on the wall and it can violate common sense. And you have to go along with it because we've given more credence to a plaque on the wall than we do the word of God that produces true wisdom. In fact, they can, tell, they can tell us all kinds of things. How many lies have we been caught in just in the medical pro, uh, uh, profession in the last 18 months to two years? How many lies? How many times have they changed it? Do you understand that you are the guinea pig? Do you understand why doctors... Have a practice. Now listen very carefully. I'm not saying that all doctors and nurses in the medical field is, 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 is corrupted. But much of it is corrupted. It's been corrupted by political slant. And you cannot trust it if it violates the word of God. 
The point of, what, of making about education, medical field, uh, we can go into uh, the social field, we can go over here into the economic field. The whole point of what I'm trying to say to you is the only information that can be trusted is God information that comes from the Bible. Faith comes by hearing. I'll say it another way. Fear comes by hearing. Fear is faith, but it's faith in the wrong thing. It's faith in what the devil is saying. That's why I say, if you're going to get the vaccine, make sure that you're in faith when you do it. If you're not going to get the vaccine, don't not get it because you're afraid to get it. You understand what I'm saying? You want to have faith in God's Word. Because if you get the shot, you've got to have faith that God's going to make it work. If you don't get the shot, you've got to have faith that God's going to keep you without the shot. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you can't do that if you're listening to a corrupted system. You cannot be spirit-led if you're not word-fed. You've got to be... Faith in God comes from hearing the word of God. Hearing is always present tense. How many of you ever forgot anything that you had heard one time? How many of you forgot one thing that you've heard many times? I was in class for nine months in algebra. Heard it every day. For nine months. And guess what? I forgot it. And guess what they gave me? A passing test. I passed. Woo! But do I use it? No, not, no. I gave them the answer they wanted to hear. <laughs> Woo, that really went big. I mean, man, man. As a pastor, you don't know how many times people have given me the answer they thought I wanted to hear. When a person does that, they're not fooling anybody but themselves. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith in anything comes by hearing. If you listen to CNN, ABC, CBS, The View, and all of them, guess what? You can go to church, and I get 30, 40, oh, you're going to give me an hour. But how much... Time have you given them through the week? And then you want to know why you're struggling trusting God. Why, there, why there's not faith? I've had uh, some great friends of ours. Um, uh, Tommy and Elizabeth O'Dell. T.L. Osborne's grandson. Went on the mission field. And God does all kinds of miracles. He's had, he's had crowds as many as 200,000 in one service. It's possible to lay hands on everybody. He gets up there and he tells them one thing. To trust God and do what you couldn't do before. And miracle healings everywhere. And we come to American churches and guess what? American churches, we have to almost twist the arm to say, I believe, I believe. <laughs> Why? Because they have went where they have looked all week long and listened to all week long. And we want your faith to be pumped up in about 45 minutes. And if we don't, you don't do it in 45 minutes, my friend, then guess what? I won't see you maybe until next Sunday. And haven't heard the word of God 
It's a law. It's the law of hearing that governs meditation. Whatever you listen to and look at often and focus on is what's going to form your meditation. That meditation now, listen carefully, that meditation forms images in your reasoning and thinking, in your mind. It puts, you don't think words, you think pictures. Words transmit pictures. Okay? This is the time that the church could shine if the church will get its thinking renewed. But if the church is just going to, well, we got to go along and get along and we got to reach across the aisle. I ain't reaching across the aisle to nobody. Jesus came down to the earth so he could take me to live in a, in a realm, in a system, in the new creation whereby I can be transformed. I don't have to participate in a depression. I don't have to participate in a, a pandemic. I don't have to participate, listen carefully, in social injustice. I don't have to participate in the world system. But as long as Christians think they have to, well, Pastor Ronnie, don't you know you're in the world? But I ain't of this system. I'm not of this system. I've been bought with a price and a door has been opened for me to live a new system called the life of Christ. These same worldly systems were in operation when he was here on earth. Corruption in government, corruption in church, corruption in education, corruption, listen carefully, in the economic field, corruption everywhere while he was here. But he didn't participate. I don't have to participate. I don't have to take it. Now, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. I should say like a healed thumb. I'm going to stick out. I'm going to be different. So if you want to blend in, you can't live this kind of life. Because Jesus will make you stick out. Oh, man. This is all preaching. Listen to this. Faith is burst, birthed in a heart that responds to what's being said. Now, that, listen very carefully. That's positive or negative. I want you to get that. That's positive or negative. That's either, either you're responding. Faith is born when uh, birthed in your heart when you respond to what God is saying. Or faith will be birthed in your heart when you respond to what the world's saying. And the world is nothing more than the mouthpiece of the devil. Oh, man. This is a fact. The more you hear something repeated, it will give birth to a belief. It's a fact. Haven't you been told that if we could get 70% vaccined, then we're going to whip the pandemic? Do you know that over 70% of the adults in this nation have been vaccinated? Now they're telling you it has to be, we got to take it to the kids. Do you realize that the flu vaccine is only 30 at, at 40 at the best? 40% accurate. Do you know how many people die of the flu every year? Probably about 40,000 people. I'm talking about here in the United States. 
But see, you're not being told that stuff. The reason why you're not being told that is because they have an agenda. Now, I'm not here to talk about the pandemic and I'm not here to talk about... uh, uh, I'm trying to tell you that the system of the devil is corrupt. The only thing that you can count on is being spirit-led, but you cannot be spirit-led if you're not word-fed. You have to give ear to the Word of God, and you have to give eye to the Word of God, and the more you do that, the more you're going to have accurate information to form a reasoning that falls in line with God. And let me put it another way. You'll finally get some God sense which was supposed to be common among men. Let me, let me give you, this is the same trick the devil pulled on Adam and Eve in the garden. Now we're talking about the garden of Eden now. The serpent comes up to Eve and says, Yay, hath God said, hath God said, Shall you not eat of all the trees of the garden? And Eve had a conversation with a snake. Oh, yeah, he said, we can eat of every tree of the garden, except one. See, there, there's what, see, you're sitting there trying to reason with the devil. Don't reason with the devil. Cast him out. Amen. Our number one mistake is trying to reason with the devil. You got to cast him out. You know what? Sometimes you got to cast him out of your head. Quit trying to cast him out of your neighbor. (laughs) Cast him out of your own life. (laughs) And so he says, she says, yeah, we can eat of every tree except one. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then the devil says, he makes the suggestion, the opinion. Yeah, but God knows that the day you eat of it, you're going to be just like God. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be like God. He's your father. But how you try to be like God is the difference. If you try to be like God without God, You follow? See, you cannot be like God without his reasoning, without his thinking, without without applying his laws into your life, without understanding that God is not helter-skelter. One of the biggest lies that that the that charismatics, maniacs always come across with, and it's not just segregated to them. I'll tell you, you just never know what God's going to do. You just never know. When God tells you plainly in His Word, you can always count on what He said. He's going to do exactly what He said He's going to do. But we'll go around. around. I've had people in this church say, well, you just never know what God's going to do. No, we just don't know what squirrely you's going to do. You're mixed up in your thinking. God's going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. He's always going to do that. He's not going to deviate from that. If he ever deviates from that, he can't be God. He's absolute. And yet we'll make foolish statements like that because our reasoning has been fed by the world system. They don't want you to trust God. They don't, the devil doesn't want you to put confidence in what God says. He wants you to doubt God exactly what he did to Eve and Adam. Yea, hath God said? God's not, oh, God don't mean that. That ain't what he said. When he's lying, you understand what I'm talking about? 
And then it gets a hold of our reasoning, our thinking. It begins to penetrate our meditations. And now we have images. Well, I just don't know if I could trust God. I mean, I prayed for healing and and it didn't happen. I prayed for something and it didn't come to pass. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever promised to do something for... How many of you got kids? How many of you ever promised to do something for your kids or with your kids? And, you, and it took you time to do it. Rest, rest of y'all do it immediately. Just like that, right? No. Sometimes it takes a little time. How much more does it take time for God to deal with us and our disobedience to fulfill His Word? How much more? It's important that we understand. Jesus said it like this. You can just write this down. I'm not going to turn there. Jesus put it like this. He said, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. This, you can find this in Mark chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. And then he goes on, take heed what you hear. In other words, he said, pay attention to what you're giving your attention to. Pay attention to what you're listening to. Parents, it's very vital today. Because you have no idea what they're listening to or seeing on their electronic devices. Then in Luke Chapter 8, verse 18, talking about the parable of the sword. Jesus, take heed, therefore, how you hear. One, and Mark says, take heed what you're hearing. And Luke says, take heed how you hear it. How many of you ever had an attitude... And something that you heard was the truth, but you didn't want to hear it. Kind of like today. I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I went to church services where I was mad the whole time. I used to listen to Kenneth Copeland when he was on the radio. And I turned him on just to get mad at him. He challenged me what I presumed to have believed. And had I not been challenged, I would have continued on believing the nonsense. Take heed how you're hearing it. You have to come to God and say, God, I don't have my life figured out. I don't have this whole thing figured out. But there's one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to give heed to seducing spirits that are going to absolutely sabotage my life here on earth. I want to give heed to the truth. And let me tell you, when the truth shows up, sometimes it slaps you upside the head. But you can count on it to be so. There's one thing that God's wisdom does. It doesn't deviate from the truth to protect your feeling. And we live in a world where we got to be concerned about everybody's feeling. Because their feeling is more important than the truth. Manipulation happens that way. He's a good guy because he makes me feel good and then stabs you in the back the whole time. Kind of like a politician that I know today. He's in the White House. 
I mean, after all, we got to pass it to find out what's in it. What I'm saying is this permeates everywhere, everywhere we go in society. It permeates it. And now it's more important than ever before that every believer pay attention to what they're listening to. Where do you get the information? Who is doing the talking? If you got a scumbag that's talking, then guess what? Don't pay attention. Let me ask you a question. We, we read the Bible. Let me ask you this question. Very important question. If we had Jesus over here and the Pharisees over here. Now notice Jesus is in the minority as far as the world goes. There was a lot of Pharisees but only Jesus over here. So who's doing the talking is very important. If Jesus is over here talking, you're going to listen to him or you're going to listen to the Pharisees? Because after all, there's a whole lot more of them than there is of him. You see, we as Christians got to come up with an understanding if you're going to follow Jesus, you may have to stand by yourself for a little bit. I said a little bit. Your faith is something worth protecting. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. We cannot, we have to understand that Jesus made it possible for us to think in line with God. You can have God thoughts. There are good ideas and there's God ideas. You can settle for good. Or you can renew your mind to have a God idea. It's up to you. I don't know about you, but God wants me to walk in divine health. He doesn't want me to walk in where I'm always being needy. And having to depend on someone... That doesn't know the truth when it shows up and slaps them upside the head. And we listen to them because everybody else is. We've got to understand that God wants us to be able to think. Reason. Use logic to form a God decision. And don't back off of it because it offends somebody else in their opinion. Thank God our founding fathers understood where our liberties came from. They didn't come from a dictator. They didn't come from a king. They came from God. Amen. And for me to have and enjoy those liberties, guess what I have to do? I have to begin... To have a moral compass of God on the inside of me. I want to make this last statement. Then I'm going to pray. Some of y'all been praying that I'd get to the prayer. <laughs> Every dilemma in our society is a moral one. The educational system is messed up. Corrupted because there's no morals in it. The financial system is corrupted because there's no morals in it. 
The medical system is messed up because there's no morals in it. And you're going to have to, you're going to, have to weed through and distinguish who, is a, uh, who in that system is following God and who is not. You don't want to just get any doctor. They don't want to acknowledge God. Get away from them. And the whole system is driving it where you don't have a choice. The whole system is driving it so you don't have a choice economically. The whole system is driving it so you can't, you can't, you can't even speak up and have your logic. It's all about the devil. The devil is behind it. You and I have to take seriously what Jesus paid for. Amen. Glory to God. Now I'm going to pray and then as I pray in just a minute, somebody's going to get healed. Amen. Not because I prayed, but because we're going to pray the word of God. See, that's another lie. All we got to do is just pray. Well, you pray, uh, you pray unbelief. You don't get God answered that. You have to pray in confidence that God's going to keep his word. When I pray in just a minute, I'm going to make that statement again. When I pray in just a minute, somebody is going to get healed. And the reason why I'm saying that is I'm going to pray the Word of God. This is not, Ronnie, I, I had to get myself in line with the Word of God so when I pray, I pray accurately. Amen. Then the power of God enforces the truth of that Word. You follow what I'm saying? Glory to God. Now, Father, I thank you right now for every person in the sound of my voice. In this auditorium or viewing by live stream. Lord, you're the great physician. You are the healer. Jesus, you took stripes on your back for our healing. And you said with those stripes, we are healed. So therefore, I speak in confidence of that finished work at Calvary. I speak it with the authority of the law of faith. In the name of Jesus, through the merits of the cross, and by the power of His resurrected life, I speak to all manner of sickness and disease. I speak it as a representative of Jesus Christ. I am his ambassador at this moment. I speak with the authority of heaven. And I say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the power of his resurrection, and through the merits of the cross, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Father, I thank you that your virtue is flowing from heaven into their spirit, working a cure in their body, and making them ever with whole. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now what I recommend, if you believe that, you receive that, I would begin to thank God for it. So what makes you so special, Pastor Ronnie? Believing the right stuff. That's the only thing that qualifies me. Believing the wrong stuff disqualifies me. I just thank God for it. I just thank God for it. I thank God for it. I thank God for it. I do. I thank God for it. I thank God for it. You get it. I hope it's not 2 o'clock this afternoon, but it's better late than never. I thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that by your stripes, I am the healed. I'm taking my health back. I'm taking it away. Listen carefully. I'm taking it away from doctors that only do the best they can. I don't. Listen, my health is too important just to have them to take a shot in the dark. Lord, I thank you that by your stripes, I'm the the healed. I'm the healed in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, I'm the healed. I'm the healed. Glory to God. If you can't stand up, I command you in the name of Jesus to stand up and declare that by the stripes I'm healed. Glory to God. You got a pain in your body? Look for that pain and say, I thank God for the stripes of Jesus. I'm the healed. By the stripes of Jesus, 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 I'm the healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, I'm the healed. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I command you to stand up and begin to thank God for your healing. Begin to thank Him for your healing. Begin to thank Him for your healing. Begin to thank Him for your healing. Don't give in to the lie. I'm just getting older. By the stripes of Jesus, I am the healed. I am the healed. I am the healed. Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, I am the healed. Glory to God. Glory be to God. You see, when you're word-fed, you're spirit-led. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He may correct you on your decision-making about your health. The best way I have found... As I I thank the Lord that He gives me what to desire to eat. And He gives me a desire to get up off the couch. Are you following me? He gave me a desire to make my bed. Zona been praying for that for a long time. Give me a desire to mow my yard. Give me a desire to clean. To clean. She hadn't got there yet. <laughs> clean the house. She's still believing. You understand what I'm talking about? You have got, you've got to understand. If you, this is your health. The problem is you want to go to the doctor and pop a pill that you could stay lazy and keep doing what you're doing, which is total insanity because you're messing up a system. Isn't it interesting when you cut your finger, the system that God created, your finger automatically starts trying to heal itself? But because we want to be not spirit-led, but emotionally driven by our fallen human nature, we want to pop a pill to take care of it so we can keep doing what we're doing. Are you understand what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand the God systems work. Let's go back to finding out what God says to do and do it. Get our systems back in line with what God's doing. When we do that, you're going to find that things come back into order. And they're not only going to come back into order, they're going to overwhelm you with the goodness of God. Oh my goodness. I wish I had time to tell you that. Yes, Lord, I... I want to, I want to. 
I want to tell you this. I'll, you just have to come back next Sunday. Because I do have a testimony. I think, I think God's going to clear me to share it with you. And it may not mean much to you, but the way it unfolded meant a lot to me. Okay? Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now that you love every one of us. You love everybody in the sound of my voice. You're not upset with anybody. You're just saying, wake up. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. And as we get ready to leave this place today, we thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We thank you, Lord, that you give us ears to hear your voice. And the voice of another we will not follow. Father, we thank you right now that you have given your angels charge over us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to use. Which we invoke and declare in the name of Jesus. Say this with me out loud. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go out into our everyday lives and the people we come in contact with, that your love would just ooze out of us and touch them. We give you the praise and the thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.